What could possibly go wrong? This is David Webb and Danny Phantom and Eddie Carasquillo. Hey. And today we're starting off talking about stupid Windows notifications. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, who was it that hit who? <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, the whole Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock thing. Yeah, I thought that was pretty freaking wild. I've just seen the memes, and uh, Haley explained it to me. Yeah, it's. It, I saw it before bed last night, or like as I was trying to go to bed, and I stayed up until three thirty. Let's put it that way. Like I had conflicting feelings initially. I thought it was hilarious. And then I started to digest it. And then I started to see all the regurgitating posts. And then people started to comment like fucking paragraphs. And like, I think this and this is what I think. And this should have happened this way. And I'm like, fuck, this is the internet I'm dealing with. And I just couldn't go to sleep. It's no longer the internet, though. People like, I mean, like, I guess it is Chris Rock. Like, he's used to saying this kind of thing. It's not like he only says it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But, I mean, like, I it's not the internet. On the internet, you can't reach across the stage and slap someone. No, yeah, but... yeah. No, no, I'm speaking more towards just all the commentary about it. Oh, it was yeah. just, like, it was so cringe. It was. I mean, I, my cousin sent it to me, and then I watched this. So I went on YouTube, and I found it uncensored. And at first, I was like, yo, that was wild. And I thought about it, and I'm like, that, that, if I was Chris Rock, I mean, at that point, what is there to lose? We tussling. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was my yeah. Initial yes, point because yes. no matter like you can't get up there and talk about love and peace and this and that. But I get you as protecting your family and whatnot. But at the same time, like you said, you have to put on this poker face every day. Pretend that shit don't bother you. Or, yes, you yes. know, whatever. But at the end of the day, it does. So I mean, I get it was all probably bottled up for a minute. Yeah. Um. But it probably could have went a different route. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean any any other anybody that doesn't have as much poise or maybe stage presence as Chris Rock, that could have gone horribly wrong. The right. Oscars could have been a fucking fiasco. Could have been this huge fucking negative narrative. And it, in my opinion, outside of all the bullshit commentary going on, like things went fucking like mildly okay. Right. Like he got slapped in the mouth. Chris Rock makes a joke of it. Right. And then he's they they don't kick him out or nothing. He accepts his award, apologizes, he's consoled by other actors, right. you know, colleagues. And um I think it's just a learning, teachable moment that it's like, yo, it just goes all the way back to like this dude has been fucking ridiculed online for how long? You know what I mean? About mm-hmm being a simp or being a beta male and this and that and it's like bro he's a human being at the end of the day like he had his whole wife's affair publicized like you know what i'm saying that's something that should always stay behind closed doors in my opinion like granted yeah you're a celebrity and you're under a microscope and all this shit and oh fucking you're you're part of the elite why do we even care but at the end of the day it's like fam he's still a person under underneath that all and um he's a role model to a lot of kids including myself Right. So it's it's human nature. It's only natural. I understand both sides of it. I don't think anybody's truly, truly at fault. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, Chris shouldn't have said that, but Chris has said wilder shit. Right. I mean, it's what Will, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Will, Will maybe shouldn't have slapped him, but you got to do what you got to do when you feel disrespected to that degree. You know what I mean? Especially when you've been getting there for as long as. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I mean so, he's definitely a pioneer, you know. Facts. Um, so I, I get it was definitely bottled up. 
I, I'm I'm happy for him. I mean, I don't know exactly what was said, but I get the impression that Chris deserved it. Yeah. So Chris said, um, he said, oh, he said something along the lines, of, oh, Jada, hey, I see you. Can't wait for GI Jane two or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And referring to the fact that she's bald and she's bald because she has alopecia and she's been very open about you know struggling with being bald, oh, that's not by song. choice. Yeah. Right. So it's a shitty joke. It's a cheap joke. It's also not even funny. No, and it's not funny at all. GI Jane is like, so it's like, it's it's corny, right? And which Chris Rock was like, that was a good one, and I think that's when Will Smith was like, uh, because at first in the video you could see him kind of laughing about it, and Jada's face was like, mm. like definitely fucking annoyed, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think after it, it after it dawned on him, yeah, because he's like, he's thinking about like, okay, well. I mean, even even if in the in the little commercial break, he's got to imagine what his wife's gonna say about that. You know what I'm saying? Because yep. at the end of the day, that's his wife, that's his life partner. They have two kids. That's probably one of the most important people in his life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, an attack on her is an attack on him, right. and he's probably cool taking all these punches. You know what I'm saying? But when you go after somebody's partner, it's a little different. Especially something that she has apparently been publicly so so for. Uh, so, sorry, so 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 concerned about. Yes. So, so like th- this is something she's already worried about, already struggling and dealing with, yeah. and he attacked it. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like I get it. He's a comedian. They do outlandish. They say outlandish things. That's what comedy is about. But like. There's, I mean, there's just better jokes to be said, you know what I'm saying? And he's a better fucking, um... Yeah, that's, like, he could have been funny here. Yeah, like, he's, he's a better, what do you call it, uh, improv, impro- like... Improv. He's better at improv than that, right. you know what I'm saying? So if yeah. it was well, improv or if it was teleprompted, who the fuck knows? But well, like, I mean, from what they say, and I mean, a few years back, it, it happened already, you know? So it was something that happened before. Yeah, in which she was targeted too. So yeah, like you know, he was targeted on the whole Wild Wild West movie and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, you know, like I said, fifty fifty. It, it should have, but shouldn't have happened. Yeah, you know, it's just aroma, it's it's messy. But... It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of it all, I think it's a learning moment for everybody. I right. think there's something to be learned from everybody in that situation. Will maybe restraint, maybe, or maybe wait until you're backstage. Maybe right. wait, you know, but in that moment, you know, I'm the same type of way where it's like, yo, I was just talking about this on Facebook where it's like, yo, if, if I, if I'm driving in front of you and I see you flip me off in my rear view, I'm going to slam all my brakes and I'm going to hop out of the car. <laughs> Is that the best thing to do? No. And I've done, I did it when my son was an infant, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And it almost happened the other day when I had my girl and my two kids in the car and literally the only thing that stopped me was the fact that my girl was holding my hand because I even said it to her. I'm like, yo, this dude just flipped me off in the rear view. And she's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't know that. Like I'm about to pop out. She's like, no, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? She talks me off the ledge, but it's like when, when you feel that sort of disrespect in the moment, it's much harder to listen to all these after the fact comments of, Oh, you should have did this. You could have handled it this way. It's like, fam, you do not know what was racing through my mind at that moment. I was ready to kick a door in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Excuse me. I was taking it easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was taking it as easy as it could have gone. Right. You know? Um, yeah. That's absolutely worth, uh, you know, it was an open hand to slap. This, uh, this could have, yeah, yeah, like you said, it could have been messy. It could have been way messier. It, like, you know, granted, it's super messy, mm-hmm. but it could have been gross or 
it could have just been a million different ways. Absolutely. Um, you want to test that feature? Yeah, let's uh, see how that pause button works. And we're back. So we have Eddie here today, who is both of our tattoo artists, uh, and uh, he's worked on both coasts, and uh, he's here to talk about that. So, Eddie, what? when did you first get interested in the concept of tattooing? Oh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, man, I mean, as far as I can remember, I always like to draw, paint, definitely trace, but um, elementary school, I was always a good kid, but... You know, as soon as I finished my work, I just wanted to paint and draw. Loved art class. And, and I was about like 14 or so, 13, when I really became interested in tattooing. Word. Do you remember that moment when you were like, oh, that, that's what I want to do? Um, yeah, kind of, because um, so I had my daughter young. I was like 13 when she was born. And my brother had just gotten a tattoo. And I said, hey, you know, where did you get this from? want to take me? He was like, yeah. So he took me, you know. My mom gave permission. Um, and we went, and I got my daughter's name. And uh, when I got tattooed by the dude, I was kind of asking questions like, hey, you know, what's this for? What are you doing with this? And he was actually really rude and just kind of was <laughs> like, nothing for you. This is for me. Like, I'm like, okay. So I, I, was, I just got some tattoo magazines. And in the back of a magazine was a tattoo kit. And uh, at the time, it was a VHS. And Fire. I got the tattoo kit, washed it over, called my brother. I was like, hey, uh, I got a new toy, you know, new kit. <laughs> Want to come over? And that was a wrap right there. That's so, fantastic. I think I did my first tattoo. I was 14 years old. Word. On your brother? Yep. Who is what age? Uh, my brother is uh, four years older than I am. Word, oh, word, word. Yep. yep. And I wasn't even old enough to get a tattoo, but I was doing it. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. It was it was cool. Um, and then I was in school, and everyone's like, "Yo, tattoo, tattoo, tattoo." I'm like, "Let's go, bet." You know? <laughs> Teachers, all the students, yeah, why not? Oh, your mom said it was cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did I know at that time? I'm 14. I'm not <laughs> old enough to get a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? That's lit. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to start? So, uh, do you want to start off with the weirdest tattoos? Do you want to talk more about differences and? Where would you like to take this? This is your story. Um, I mean, I could talk for days about it. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you yeah. want to know? <laughs> yeah, what so, do you want to know? Well, you've worked for extensively on both this coast and in California. Um, what did you? What do you love about here? Okay, um, I love the newness here, as far as being. Uh, how do I say this? All right. Well, first, let me just say that this is my opinions only. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speak for other tattooers. Um, whatever they do is, you know, how they do. Um, I'm speaking from my experience and yeah. Yeah. what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, you know, tattooing on on both coasts. First in Massachusetts, you know, I kind of feel like it's newer. It's a commodity. It was illegal for a long time, and when it became new, it became very trendy, very, you know, again, a commodity, you know. It's just, hey, I want that, I want this, that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, on the opposite of, you know, California and San Diego, it's more of culture. It's a culture, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a culture, you know. For me, it's the mecca of tattooing, you know. Um, so it was like, to not be tattooed, was more of the weird thing. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I see, yeah. I see. Um, but, you know, the culture shock was 
it's it's visible it's there he danny came out to to san diego and got tattooed by me and i mean the yeah vibe the was... vibe was way the vibe felt like like it was like i was at your house but not your it was like i was in your living room right. you know what i'm saying where it's like Dudes are just chatting all day. Dudes are like, yo, fucking, I'm going to order some weed. Y'all want anything? And it's like, oh, shit, yeah, let me get it done. Let me get this. Let me get that. And it's like, you know, we go out in the back. We smoke. Everybody's chit-chatting. Yo, fucking, yo, what do you think about this piece? Right. What do you think about this? Yo, can I do this on you? You know, type shit. And right. it was just like, it felt just more fluid. You know what I mean? Where it was like, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of in that mode. And Absolutely. even people coming into the shop, it's not like you don't see fucking mary jane and her mother walking in like shivering Ooh, i want to get this shamrock behind my ear it's more like just like yo do some sick shit on my thigh right now Absolutely. you know what i mean and it was it was definitely way way different from what i've experienced right and i mean this was a everyday occurrence at this shop you know it was every single day from open to close in and out it was it was cool it was like a big hangout you know even the barbershop next door come over and you just kick it yeah. He said, order some weed. What, what do you guys want to want? It was like a weed fairy, you know? It was like, <laughs> yeah. Yo, Yo, the delivery's coming. <laughs> Delivery, put your orders in, you know, but it was it was cool. Again, you know, the culture was more, like he said, fluid. It, was, it wasn't it was forced, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't a lot of, like, uh, um, it wasn't as cutthroat yeah. as, you know, mm-hmm. per se, in an area like this where, again, it's newer. Everybody. Interesting. It, uh, well, no, here everyone's trying to, like, there's a, a less of a demand. So, the, you know, the people that are trying to fill it need to be a little more competitive. But, right. but also then all the people who want it, they're they're getting it because it's now special to them. Because it's this particular thing. It's now, it's not right. it's not part of their culture. They're not getting it because it's an awesome, because it's a tattoo, which they want. They're getting it because, I don't know, commemorating something. Right. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes it's a cool idea, but it's not. Yeah, so I can see that made a huge right. difference in commercialization of it. You know, in some areas, you know, I, I don't know many tattooers here. Um, I'm not friends with many. I don't know many. Yeah. Um, but, you know, over there, it, it's, again, from the culture was you can have a set here, a set here, but at the end of the day, everybody's working for the same for the same thing. You know, art is art. They just shared it as if it was natural just, yeah yeah just you're here you might as well learn some you might as well do some you know yeah um you know some other the shops i've worked at around um it's it's a little bit different you know? commodity right yeah okay right and which yeah. is the perfect way to put it because again you know you got lifestyle and culture new and commodity yeah, yeah. um trendy versus I want whatever you could put on me that you could think of. Yeah. That you would be happy. It's your style. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you can walk in and you know what you're getting just by looking in 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 a shop and be like, okay, this is the vibe. This is the kind of style that they're running with, you know, um, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. 1000%. And the sun doesn't hurt, man. Fucking being in the sun all that time. It's (laughs) like, it just, it feels different, you know? Yep, the vibe was uh, again, you know, seventy-five degrees almost every day. Typical <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, it, it was tough to not again enjoy that, you know. Uh, but it was very different, very, mm-hmm. very different. Mm-hmm. So I guess that brings the question for me: um, What initially took you out there? What made you want to take that leap? Um, 
All right, so for me, I've been tattooing, again, you know, since I was about 14 years old. I'm, you know, a couple of years away from being 40. Um, so after so long, maybe 15 years or so, I just kind of started to fall out of love with it, fall mm. out of touch with it, mm -hmm. um, not wanting it so more, um, I guess maybe boredom or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one time in conversation with my wife, I was just kind of like, hey, you know, if we could move anywhere, you're already in my mind, I had, you know, California set, but, you know, if you can move anywhere where, you know, so she named a couple areas and I just said, hey, you know, we throw out California. Yeah. yeah. She took to it and, um, you know, we conversed with our kids and kind of came to the mutual agreement that this is what we want to do. But ultimately, they agreed because this is what I wanted to do. Wow. It was more of like a last ditch effort to save my tattoo career in a sense of, yeah. you know, needing something new. It didn't make sense for me to move to a Connecticut or New yeah, York, no, or, yeah. you know, even a Florida, which, you know, tattooing is huge, but still fairly new down South. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not so what you're going for. To go from here, it had to be as drastic as one coast to yep. the other. Yeah. Um, so essentially, yeah, they, they agreed and um, we all came to a mutual agreement. This is what we're going to do. So, yeah, they, they, they spoiled me. That's, That's love. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. They agreed to, to it, you know, um, which I'm, I'm thankful for because, you know, they've been like everything. They have to live in, in California yeah, for three right. years. That's they awesome. They did. You know, my, my oldest son got to graduate out there. That's my daughter cool. worked on, on a pier, you know. Fantastic. For, so it was awesome. It was great. Um, but, yeah, I have three kids. They're older. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. all have tattoos as well. Hey, so my youngest son. My youngest son does not yet. Word, yeah. word, word. Has he already figured out what he's gonna get? Um, he may want or not want to get tattooed. Um, he likes, but he's not. Okay, okay. You no, know, I respect it. I respect yeah. it. Yeah, fair. I, uh, was it? It's a meme about like when two heavily tattooed parents have a kid, and you're always a little surprised to see them blink. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or the opposite. In my in my experience, it was my entire family lacked tattoos, besides like maybe a couple cousins. But like nobody in my family had tattoos and even like piercings, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. when I first asked to get piercings, it was like it was a conversation. It was a spur of the moment thing, but there was a conversation that I called my mom and I was like, yo, can I get my ears pierced? And um, she, thank God, was with my grandmother at the time, rest in peace. Yep. Um, and my grandmother convinced my mom to let me get the piercing. She's just like, oh, just let him get, let him get it. You know what I mean? Because she was super, she was the sweetest woman if you ever met her. And she convinced my mom. And so then after the piercings, it was kind of like, and people always kind of knew my style was loud and bright yep. and this and that. So then it became then you know then i got the tattoos and once i got the fucking the first little chest piece it yep. was a wrap it was a wrap <laughs> you know a wrap. i got, I got <laughs> you know more than anybody you know what i'm saying it was, it was like wrap. every opportunity i was like yo so when's your next date bro? all right we're booking it i don't even know what i'm gonna get but we're booking it and then i'd figure it out right i mean I, we've been tattooing you for quite a few years bro since uh, it actually just came up on my facebook memories we did the skills uh six years ago dang imagine <laughs> yeah imagine <laughs> you know I, i've been around uh I've been that's around a fact for a minute that's you had okay. finished up the scales on your last day uh, as a tattoo artist in uh, in massachusetts imagine that <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you know um, certain. It, it, it's awesome because like loyalty in 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 the business is is dope because 
you know, it's it's a business where you can kind of hop around or in, in between artists yeah. or, yeah. you know, even just be a collector. You can be faithful to your artists. You know, I don't believe artists get, I want to say, butt hurt, you know, yeah, yeah. but some do when a client may go to another artist. Um, I consider myself a collector. I don't have a certain style that I like to get tattooed on me or even general ideas. Um, I like to kind of, you know, you're the artist. I wouldn't go to a mechanic and tell them, this is how you need to change my tire. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my general idea. Or if you have something that that I, you know, you want to work with, I'm, I'm open. You know, yes. um, because I consider myself more of a collector. I mean, you know, a lot of my stuff has meaning, but a lot of it doesn't either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I mean, you, you've done my two largest, well, two of my largest pieces, but I, I, uh, I have things from. I, actually, you, you've done the by far the most ink on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I, and I have, uh, I think, been two other pieces that were done by the same person. Uh, sorry, four other pieces, two, uh, whatever, two. I've had a few artists do a few things, but like mostly it's, you know, I like having a lot of different styles. Right, yeah. You know, this snake going up my side on this side, such a completely different style than this one. And, you know, it scales like this flat. I love having the different concepts and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I totally collect it as well. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, as for him, I believe I've done all of his Everyone work, besides every... the first one, which was some woman from that same shop who wasn't right. there long. So I just <laughs> counted as that was you. Because right. you, yeah. you went over it, I too. And you, it you touched yeah. it up. So technically, yeah, exactly. you've done them all. But, you know, which, again, in a sense, you know, the loyalty to just what I do. But in a sense, he has a variety of of tattoos and inks on my are black and white, oh, yeah, black yeah. and gray some are color um yeah, yeah. you know so you can still get that variety yes. in in continuing yeah. with the same artist um but again you know kind of hop out the box is what i do because i yeah i tattoo a lot so it's hard for me to commit to something where i can come up with an idea as far as hey i would love this tattoo but why not just put it on somebody else yeah. That essentially, you know, vicariously live my tattoos through other people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, this idea? All right, bet. Let me put this out there and somebody can get it. Yeah. Yep. And I don't yep. have to put it on me. I could just come up with something else. Yeah. And just repeat, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you get to have fun with it. Absolutely. Okay. So, so we got what brought you out there. What brought you back? Okay. So, brought us back. We were out there for two years. Um, it uh, kind of snowballed, actually. So the apartment that we were renting, um, they decided to sell. Ooh. And, um, you know, besides that, my, my older son was graduating, um, you know, and he wanted to come back over here, um, you know, some health issues within the family um, that kind of just all brought us back over here, you know, yeah, to, right not, to not, I guess, essentially break up the family you know we went out there together we're coming back together you know um we're, we're very tight but very, also it seems tight. like you found your passion absolutely um i still love tattooing probably more than ever um Glad to hear that. you know i'm at a level now where i'm able to kind of pick and choose as to you know the directions i want to go yeah um which is pretty cool you know mm-hmm. because my clientele is is, is pretty strong yeah. So, and they're open to my ideas. They're open to how I work. And essentially, you know, if you're coming to me, then you already know something. Yes. Yeah. And as yeah. an artist, that's got to right. like, that's got to give you a sense of freedom. Right. 
Right. You right. know, um, they could just come with one idea, may not know anything about tattooing. And, you know, at the end of the session, they've got what they want more than they've ever expected. Or yeah. Thought of, you know, yeah. sometimes they don't know how to bring an idea to fruition or, mm -hmm. you know, they may think it's a stupid idea or, you know, I don't well, judge. Have a few general concepts, but not. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't judge. I mean, your, your tattoo is your tattoo. I've seen all types, sizes, locations, it's for you, whatever your reason, reasoning is, you know, yeah. um, definitely no judgment. Mm -hmm. It's just another, just another tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what, what is your favorite, not really your favorite tattoo, but your favorite, I don't know, favorite project you've done, something that you had to pour your heart and soul into and you're um, proud of? Okay, so I can't be, bi not to be biased, but he is definitely, Daniel definitely <laughs> has um, oh, one of my this. better sleeves um, and probably one of my most completed sleeves. Yeah. Um, you know, for other, for clients, sometimes, you know, in the beginning, it may be a commitment that they've made but cannot commit to. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, a sleeve might take, you know, a couple months couple years it may not ever get completed you know mm -hmm. um so you know as far as projects go you guys definitely have my, my nicer projects um what about other pieces like that you've you know bright colors or bright i don't I know love, like something you've loved let's see i love watercolor um Ooh, yeah, i love realism and black and gray okay so when i went to california um it's a lot of black and gray in California. So that's when I broke out more of the watercolor. Yeah. I noticed that, you know, um, again, there's a certain style within what everybody's doing over here. So yes. I try to incorporate my style and my color. And that's how I essentially found, you know, watercolor to be pretty interesting. Um, but then there's realism, black and gray. I love anything that's imperfect as far as a tattoo goes, if that makes sense. Um, I like to be free as far as, you know, this is, this is the design, but can I go outside of the realm of what we're seeing here? Mm. Okay. You know, um, and that's essentially, but again, if, if you're coming to me, then you know yeah. that what you're seeing on your stencil may not be the ultimate end I don't know. It worked well. The, uh, the, the spiral, the, the, the spiral that's on my arm was yeah. uh, essentially. I, I told him what I was looking for. He he fingered. He traced the uh, the the implants in my arm and found mm -hmm. the lines and uh, drew it with a uh, sharpie. And then we were both like, "Wait a second, that's it!" And uh, <laughs> I literally tattooed it right then. And it's so fucking perfect. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, and, and I mean, I could say the same for like back here. So. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. Like, so we did this, we did this sunset and, um, and iceberg and he kind of guided me cause I didn't know what the fuck I wanted here in this open space. And he was like, bro, just break it up. You have so much color in here. Just leave that. I'll do some fucking fire shit. And it just came out like, yeah. I can't even appreciate it from looking at it from this view. But when I look at it in the mirror, I can see like, it connects everything yeah and yeah. it's just so clean you know what i mean and yeah. it's it's art it's art at the end of the day and i'm proud to have it i'm fucking there's not a single tattoo that i regret and that's very hard to say you know what i mean yeah. um even even the one that like the, the single tattoo that we couldn't fully bring to life which is the samurai cat right because <laughs> i didn't fucking i and, and this is where my inexperience comes in where it's like i didn't know 
I didn't know colors. I didn't know what went where and my skin tone and this and that. Mm -hmm. right. Even that one, I still fucking love. You know what I'm saying? The Samurai Cat. Right. And which was still a learning process for me, too, because, again, you know, we tried colors that. Okay, we're back. Note to selves. Add a do not disturb recording in session sign. Yes, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So we're talking about how you like to use colors and sleeves, but go so, ahead. So, yeah, correct. So, you know, it was a learning process for me as well. Still, you know, I've got a lot of experience, but every day, a new tattoo, new colors, different locations, essentially turns out to be different. We thought we were doing something cool and it looked great <laughs> at first and, you know, it just didn't work out yeah. as planned. But we got redemption. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And there's always time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things that we can always go back and re-manipulate and right. at the worst case scenario, in my opinion, cover up. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't know about you, but, like, from my perspective as an artist, that's one thing that you probably try to avoid is a cover-up. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it's kind of like, oh, you're brushing the dirt under the rug, right. so to speak. You know what I mean? But, um... Yeah, man, that's that's the beautiful thing about tattooing is you could turn something that you're not proud of into something you're super fucking proud of. Right? Yeah, I uh, both uh, you've done a bunch of different sleeve cover-ups on as me. well. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, both the, the the one that was started here and uh, yeah, um, that was uh, done in a uh, kitchen off of Lincoln Street. Oh man. Yeah, uh, that he uh, did a tarantula here first. That was then covered up. That the, the tarantula that was here looked like it was. Uh, it looked like. More like a tarantula burger, like it was supposed to be a trapdoor spider, <laughs> and a trapdoor spider coming out of my leg, and I essentially just gave the guy a photo of a trapdoor spider coming out of a, and and he essentially traced it, so it looked like a, like a tarantula in between two hamburger patties rather than a three D. So so that one got anyways. This one uh, he started doing. This one was going to be it was a like a puzzle piece removed from me with circuitry in it, and yes. um, he start he uh, he uh, started doing the puzzle piece, and I was like, you know what? This is good. I, I I think I traded a a PowerBook G4 for it, and this was still like six seven years ago. But that thing was worth like 120 bucks. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend's tattoo at the time uh, came out a lot better than mine. Um, yeah. You know, not not to interrupt, but it's almost always like that. Um, generally speaking, at you know, a house or whatnot. I've always heard. The person before me's tattoo came out awesome. It was my turn, and it was like. What happened? Mm, yeah, it's, it's very true that it happens on a regular basis. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Good for her. Absolutely. I'm pretty sure that's probably still one of her few tattoos. I've got everything that guy did covered up. Nice, uh, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it goes along with you know, you, you look at tattoos as as a part of your story, or yeah. you know, I I personally have some tattoos that I'm not so crazy about, but at the same time, I wouldn't cover. Um, I, you know, because again, that's something that was happening, you know, at the point of time, um, or it was just a phase, whatever the case might be. I yeah. just started laser removal on myself, getting some removed that were just not so, so great because I learned over and over, you know, so we don't expect clients who are, I don't want to say uneducated to, yeah. to know what you know longevity is and as yeah. far as a tattoo goes yes yeah yeah mm -hmm. i'm still gonna get hand tattoos eventually oh yeah you know <laughs> yeah, i mean no. I, i've even wanted a poke tattoo you know a stick and poke yeah i did that yeah. before um when i was in 
junior high. Oh man, a buddy. We uh we had some Indian ink, a needle, and some thread. And we he had his, I had mine, and we literally just hand poked little initials. I got some on my knee. Yeah. Um, just little things here and there, hand poke, stick and poke. Um, which I guess, you know, not the smartest, yeah. but <laughs> very traditional. Yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Which there are artists who are professionals at that and yeah. do only that. Which so, is fire. You know, it's one of those things where you find your pocket, whether yep. you're you know, you're a freehand artist, you work just from reference, or you work from stencils, whatever your pocket may be, mm -hmm. there's a pocket. Sometimes it's your initial type. That's what I right. like about the tattoo community is watching, you know, people start off as an apprentice who used to just draw and now like, there was someone who started in Worcester as an apprentice and now is in New York City and you know, her Instagram has like 700 responses every time because she's got this specific like weeaboo style that everyone right. loves. And it's, there's, you know, so many different like, you know, gray and black, you know, rainbow tie-dye, right. um, uh, watercoloring, like every, there's so many different people who once they find their, their niche yeah. and they hit it hard, yeah. you could just see them get more and more beautiful every time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's something that's like, whoa, this worked. People like this. Yeah. You know, again, when I went to Cali, I was doing a lot of watercolor. Hey, there's a guy in there that does watercolor, mm -hmm. the watercolor guy, you know, and that's essentially I brought that back here and began the same thing. Hey, these watercolors are cool. Yeah. You know, this watercolor, I want watercolor behind this. And, you know, again, it becomes trendy. Um, it's also, but, that's one of those things that most people don't do well. Like, that's right. even better. It's when it's something that you know most people try and kind of oh, yeah, yeah you know, don't do again <laughs> absolutely you know i mean it, it's a 50 50 rule it, it's hit or miss you know we're, we're, we're. um but essentially you know you, you just kind of find that pocket as with anything you know yep. you find that pocket whether you're good or not you you know you will build a following yeah, because there's a following for even the worst of the worst has a following. The That's best a fact. of the best have a following. That's a fact. Um, essentially, a tattoo is only worth and meaningful to what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. to me, an affinity of whatever the case might be, it's yeah. It's but a if tattoo. it's sentimental for me, right. then it's it's you know the most important thing in my life. Right. So in that point, I will treat it as okay. This is important to this person. You know, let me try to accommodate and make sure that they're having at least the best experience even if it's you know a trendy tattoo or whatever the case might yeah. be you know yeah yeah respect yeah. respect yeah so what's the uh what would you say the weirdest request that you did not do because <laughs> like there's gonna be a lot of weird okay i guess but, but what's the weirdest like you're like nope not even gonna think about it um i mean i don't do anything not marketable first yeah meaning you know i don't do weird areas private areas like if i can't post it okay and show it yeah you know, i want to do it if it's Word. not respectful to me and my position you know being married and whatever yeah. i'm not doing it you know but i've had people ask guys specifically hey i want to get a tattoo under my nuts blah blah <laughs> and i'm like i'm sorry we we can't nope. offer that we cannot accommodate <laughs> no um it doesn't have to be anything sexual you know? <laughs> uh, no sir i'm sorry we cannot accommodate you know i can't look yeah. at your grundle for four <laughs> hours <laughs> sorry and, and it was weird because 
I, I saw him walking past my shop and he stopped and looked in the window. He's kind of looking around for a minute and then, you know, he walks off and then my phone rings. Sure enough. I'm like, Sorry, I can't accommodate you. Um, yeah, I don't do anything funky. <laughs> I don't do anything funky. This is not funky stuff. We do not sell stones. <laughs> Again, you know, I don't do anything that's not marketable. You know, yeah. if I can't post it and be proud to say, hey, look at this tattoo I did or, you know, um, then I, I, I tend to stay away from it because <laughs> the Respect. request could get really crazy and weird. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, if that's, <laughs> yeah, if that's your starting point, you can only imagine, like, what the fuck is going there. Well, that's the most, that's the most recent that I can go back and be like, okay, this, this happened, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we don't, we don't play with that. <laughs> so someone, uh, someone's 15 or let's, let's say they're 18 and they want to get into tattooing and let's say they're already a good artist and like the concept of tattooing. What would you tell them? Where would you suggest they start? Okay, um, most reputable shops and artists per se will obviously require an apprenticeship of sorts. Some, um, you know, some artists tend to pick up quicker. Some tend to, you know, be in their apprenticeship a long time, you know, meaning you can have an apprenticeship for a year, two years, I guess whatever your progress may be. Um, but, you know, Definitely. Okay, I started without an apprenticeship because nobody wanted to teach a 14-year-old yeah, kid assume, to Assume that this person couldn't find an apprenticeship because right. everywhere is full or they're not yet good enough to get one. Well, let's put it like this. I started at home. I wasn't old enough to tattoo, nor get a tattoo. Mm -hmm. um, you got to start somewhere. And the whole cliche, um, do you have any experience? Um, no, I can't get experience because I don't have experience. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for, you know, for somebody who wants to get into tattooing, I would say it's definitely nothing other than a pen on skin. You know, yeah. the medium, if, if you can learn how to use a tablet, you can learn how to use a, a um, markers, anything you can learn how to use, you could do the same with a tattoo. So you're or, saying to become a to, great artist before trying to be a great tattoo, a good Absolutely. Tattooer. And then on the other flip side is I'm a believer in learning as doing, not being told. Meaning, you know, apprenticeships, it's a lot of shitty work. You know, you're cleaning bathrooms, running to the stores. You're not learning anything about tattooing. I see. You're learning more discipline, more, you know, okay. um, professionalism. professionalism, dealing with customers, um, you know, shop etiquette, cleanliness. Um, you know, the tattooing doesn't come in, again, based on, you, you know, you as an individual, you know, yeah. the yeah. artists who pick up a tattoo machine who don't even have tattoos, who just are immaculate tattooers. Wow. And I've known others who've been tattooing 10, 20 15 yep. years who are like, um, you know, this might that not be, might be straight. Up, you know, but even at that, they have a following. Yeah. They have clientele. And they know? have like people who love them. <laughs> right. You yes. know, um, I, I did, I, I do have an unofficial apprentice who is technically my official apprentice, um, who's been with me for quite some time and he's doing very well. Um, he's found a style that screams me him you know, mm -hmm. you know not me but him you know what i'm saying so essentially you know having that clientele you he could go into a shop and say hey i've been tattooing for 
X amount of time under um, you. Yeah. Right. You know, which I would be willing to say, you know what, I've apprenticed this kid, you know. Yeah. Um, but essentially you walk in a shop and you're like, hey, I want to get a job as a tattooer. You know, it, it you have to have a portfolio. They want your your obviously, you know, your, your credentials. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they want to know your credentials. Yeah. For sure. Essentially, for sure. you know, um, but for anybody who wants to get into it, just do it. Yeah, like literally, just do it. Yeah. You can paint or you can draw, you can anything, just do it. You do know? it. Start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, you know, for a 14 year old kid, I'm tattooing at home on a Fisher Price table. Yep. All my, my, my co classmates and, and teachers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So a tattoo at that time that would take me now half hour, an hour, I'm on five, six hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I look back at my, my stuff and I'm like, Wow, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. And I, you know, sometimes occasionally I tell my brother, I'm like, dude, why did you let me do that on you? You know, same thing for my wife. You know, I, I tattoo her a lot. But at the same time, I try to stay away from tattooing so much because, you know, I see stuff that before wasn't what it could be now. You know, mm -hmm. and then my thing is like, if you just wait a little longer, I'll be that much better. Yeah. You know, again, um, yeah. which again, you know, gives me the motivation to be like, all right, now this time it's coming. I got to do this tattoo. Let me make sure that it's going to be everything that it could potentially be. No afterthoughts, no anything like that, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah planning for tattoos must be one of those things that you, you get a lot better with after time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, I mean, again, you may have an idea, I may have an idea, but the end result may be something completely, completely different, but different, yeah. we'll both be, you know, happy with what we came up with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly, that's the most fun part of the process. Right. <laughs> yep. You know, essentially giving client what they want, bringing their idea to, to fruition is what's most important. Yeah. 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 Love it. Love it. Love it. So. So now's as good as time as any to tell you, um, I will be cheating on you <laughs> um, for my thirtieth birthday. So um, I discovered this artist on Instagram. He does like realist, like realism portraits mostly, and then like we'll. So he'll do like like let's picture he'll do your face right. He'll mm -hmm. like he'll he'll put your face on somebody, but then he'll put tattoos across your face. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, I fell in love and I followed him for like over a year before I saw one tattoo of like this dude from Peaky Blinders. Mm -hmm. And it just fucking, it rocked me so hard that I shot him a message and I was like, dude, I need some work. And <laughs> this, I hit him up last year and he's not getting to me until this October. Mm -hmm. I got to go to New York, pay a shitload of money. Yep. Um, but it's, it was one of those things that I was like, shit, how do I tell Eddie? How do I tell Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is fucked. I forbid it, you know what I mean? And, and because we've done so much work, yeah. I barely have any space for him. So it's really going to be one of those things that I just walk in and I'm like, bro, you pick, like, yeah, yo. you tell me where you're putting this shit and this is what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and, and the thing is a lot of artists would be probably salty about it. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I, I gotta see it. You exactly. Know yeah. Like, I want to yeah. see this, you know, um, because again, I'm only capable of what I, I'm capable of. 
if that makes sense. Yes. You know, there are other qualified or more qualified artists or, or people who will accommodate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do tend to step out of my realm, but I tend to stay in my comfort zone at the same. I mean, that's um, probably best. These things are permanent. Right. Do what you know you can do well. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd hate for somebody to come in and be like, this is not what I asked for, you know, and uh, as an artist or, you know, as just in general, that might be like a kick in the nuts, you know? Yeah. Um, not only for you, but like you're going home like, damn, this this dude was not where this female was not happy with this tattoo. Yeah. Um, or even at times, it's like, you know, um, I love this tattoo. And, you know, you as an artist can be like. Uh, mediocre at best, but yeah. again, you know, it brings you back to if this person is happy, that's what they wanted, job done. And I love you that know? you're making it entirely about the customer because something you haven't discussed, which is, seems to be like the most common thing I see is like critics in the art tattoo world. Yeah. Everyone's got a complaint. Everyone's got a, that should be different. This should be better. That looks sucky. That's yeah. too dark. That's mm-hmm. too light. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should use those tones. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got something. And, you, you, you know, you, you just seem to excellently ignore it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 definitely like that because, it, it, again, you know, scrutiny is, is one thing. But when, you know, you're in the public, I, I have a following. It's not the largest but it suffices, you know, and to me, I know my following, yeah. you know, you can have a following, but not know your following, yeah. you know, and I know my following and, you know, I, I pride myself every time somebody comes in, this is, this is mode. This is the, the yeah. this is the time where, you know, it gets serious, you know, I do other things on the side, hobbies or whatnot, where I tend to kind of just like, okay, whatever, you know, but this is serious time. Yes. You know, yeah, this yeah. is where, no games. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, because not only, you know, um, you're dealing with, you know, something permanent and trying to please somebody, but a lot of somebody's in a, you know, in a week or a month, you know, personalities, ideas, it it does add up. And, uh, you know, when you got to draw something for this person today, but next week's client is asking to see their design, it's kind of finding that balance, like, you know. I'm here now, but this person wants to see, so do I brush them off and wait till that time, or do I just kind of accommodate that at the same time? Because I look at it, I take mostly referrals and references, you know, so if somebody's coming and say, hey, X person sent me or this person sent me, more than likely it's going to go to to the top of the priority list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that honestly is the best way. Those are the best best customers anyway. They already know what they want. They already know you're great. Yeah. You know, um... Uh, an artist told me, you know, clients will set you up for failure with any any industry or business. But if you see that I do watercolor or I'm doing black and gray, um, don't ask me for something Japanese traditional, <laughs> American traditional, or, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. You know, there are a lot of artists who can do a beautiful portrait but may not be able to outline well. Yeah. You know? Again, it just falls into your realm. If you're coming, then you know more or less what to expect. Yes, yes. Setting realistic expectations goes so far, but but like in the tattoo world, it's so difficult because people come in with such weird ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of them are willing to budge on their ideas. 
and a lot of them are dead set on their ideas. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have the point where there's no agreement and it's like, mm, this tattoo may not be for me, Word. which would be the better route than to jump yeah. in a tattoo that you just absolutely can't get into. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's something I've always, I learned to respect that with doctors. You know, anyone who, who says, I'm sorry, but you should actually see a specialist is someone you can trust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to go to a dentist for a back problem. Like, it's just, well, no, yeah. but like, you know, with, with regular, I don't know. It's one of those, like, you need someone who knows when they're out of their depth, but, but not just that you need a, like someone who will tell you no. Like, right. no, this isn't going to come out well. I'm not the right person for this. Yeah. Is, is, uh, invaluable. Right. Yeah. Again, it goes with knowing your, your comfort is only, yes, I may reach a little bit here or there, but, you know, knowing my realm is what makes me able, be able to do it well. Yeah. So, you know? Something I want to ask about while we are still here, the essentially difference between uh, drawing and skin. So in other words, you know, let's say, because I've never used a tattoo gun, but it looks like you're, I don't know, how did you get used to that? Okay, so when I first started, uh, we were using more of like your traditional coil machines. They were loud, they kind of hit pretty hard. Excuse me. Now we have, you know, um, pens and, and rotary machines, which are very quiet, lightweight. Which, again, brings me back to a medium. If you know how to use a marker, you can use a tattoo machine. Yeah. You can, you can use a tattoo machine. Essentially, it's the same. You know, I, I try to tell, you know, artists that are up and coming or are trying to get into it is you have to do it to be able to learn just because i tattooed two of you doesn't yes. mean i've learned everything your skin is different from his skin mm -hmm. that location is different so essentially it's just a bunch of different all together you know okay so this isn't like one of those these are the differences you know there's some things that i've been trying to learn and you know no one will ever tell you here's exactly how you do it because the answer is you you you'll learn how to do it you'll wait right. for this thing it's yeah. not a seven to seven point three seconds it's a you wait for it to sound exactly like this and then you do it right yeah. whatever okay right i mean okay. which brings me back to you know my first vhs how to tattoo um video it was literally a voiceover you could see his hands and a little bit of the tattoo and he just kind of all right this is this this is that which wasn't very useful i sat here for two hours i watched the top of this guy's hands i i guess i kind of learned a little bit but yeah. you know i could tell you and tell you and tell you and tell you how to do or what to do but it's doing not, is, is, is the is, most valuable yeah absolutely you know yeah. so with, with with my apprentice right away hey let's let's get you into tattooing you know yeah you can draw well you could paint well um but let's get you into tattooing which again brings me back to if you know how to use a pen you can use a tattoo machine if you know how to paint on a canvas you're just learning how to tattoo on skin which is just another yeah. medium yep you know okay. so for somebody who paints canvases or um you know you may have somebody again who is freehand um i did a lot a lot of tracing like a shit ton of tracing you know my my career which i mean that's okay that's you what know, a lot of people have like that's how you get great right which is i mean you're 80 percent of tattoos or whatever percent of tattoos is, is tracing your stencil getting your stencil down yeah and then from there you know bringing the rest too so you know brain exercise trace out your design trace it out again draw it out you know you get that that memory 
and essentially it just becomes a little easier but you have to know what skin feels like you have yeah. to know what the 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 tattoo machine feels like yeah put two and two together i'm taking this pen and drawing on paper now i'm just taking this pen and drawing on skin yeah okay you know, which will give you a reaction back but you learn the skin just like you're learning the way the ink will run or paint will facts, run. Facts, facts. You know? Okay. So, I mean, uh, uh, anybody can tattoo, I yeah. guess is what it comes down to. Yeah. Okay. And anybody can find their pocket. Yeah. If I would say, just start tattooing. Yeah. Okay. You know, cool. start tattooing, find a place to say, hey, I've been tattooing underground, whatever your case may be, and say, you know what, I do have a portfolio. I haven't worked in a professional shop but this is what I have as far as what I've done and what I have to offer. Essentially, you have some experience, then you can, I guess, get in without yeah. saying. Yeah, you can leverage it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Show them that you've done something so you're not going to shop any handed. Right. You know, and which a lot of places, if they're hiring you as a tattooer, will say, okay, you want to work here? Mm -hmm. You know, they'll bring somebody in. We'll do a live tattoo, see how it goes from there. Yeah. And that's essentially how a lot of places do a tattoo artist interview. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of how I got my first computer repair job. It was like, here, swap out this cable. And right. that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's what's been running through my mind as you've been talking about this is the way you're describing it is similar to my experience in IT, similar mm -hmm. to my experience in video games, similar to my experience in recording, right. where it's like, you like, yeah, there's there's these super technical ways to learn and know about all these different plethora of things under this umbrella of what the fuck we're talking about. Right. But until you step into the world and you do this shit, like every recording booth is different. Every every P like PvP video game is different. Yep. Every um like it's every IT environment is different. Just because you know how to fix this network or you know yep, how to yep. fix this application doesn't mean you can just jump over to this job and all of a sudden you're a wizard here. You know right. what I mean? You have to learn the environment. You have to know what the fuck it is to be in that space. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I'm getting from you is like, it's, it's almost across the board as far as um, like, I don't want to say trade, but like, um, like just, just exp like doing, doing specific things. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you're gonna learn as you go and the more that you go the more you learn and right. for me that's that that chase that never-ending seeking of information yep. that's the liberation of it like when you get to the point that you're never not learning yep. you're at peace because it's like bro i'm fucking i'm out here you know what i mean right i mean you know before i moved that was one of the things that all right i've i feel like i've done everything that or i've reached a level that i can no longer surpass yeah you know in the in the studio that i was at so again came the man i'm bored i don't want to do this no more mm -hmm. um you know clients were getting to me um just a lot of everything you know falling into that funk of just not being motivated yeah and then finding that fire again is what really you know just because i tattooed you one time doesn't mean I'm obligated to tattoo you all the time <laughs> or ever or again, ever again. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, you know, we have, uh, uh, two sessions on the same arm, which could still essentially be two different clients and 
uh, uh, locations and healings, you know, as yeah. as for David, you know, mm-hmm. we've done two sessions and we've had two different reactions, yeah. two different, yep. you know, um, but it's working out, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. every location, every, uh, every tattoo. And you just kind of learn as you go. Right. You know, even as, like I said, for myself, some areas I will just completely stay away from. Um, some I will love the tattoo all day. Um, but just because I love the tattoo it on you, it doesn't mean I love the tattoo it on you. Yes. You know? Yeah. So it, it's a lot of back and forth. Um, but knowing your, your, your capabilities, um, but again, just, just start it. Just yeah. Start just tattooing. Go. You'll learn. You'll learn. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much why you're an amazing artist is you're a tattoo nerd. You love learning about this. You are passionate about not just the act of doing it, about getting better at it and learning more about it. That, that right. and that, you know, drive uh, right. makes you amazing at it. Yeah, I, I learned that, you know, like I said, when I first got my tattoo and the guy is like, oh, nothing for you. This is only for me. I'm like, dude, I'm just asking questions, you know. I love personally for somebody to message me or ask me like, hey, you know, what are you doing for this? How are you doing this? I'm going to open up like a book, you know. Yeah, fact. I, I'm going to open up like a book. Like, oh, you're asking me? Bet. Let's, yeah, here's let's 10 paragraphs. You know, <laughs> and I'm like that. And, you know. Sometimes my wife is like, you know, you're too free with information. And I'm like, I know, I know. And a lot of the information I've paid for either either through, you know, going through schooling or just the experiences of what I've been through, you know, yeah. because not every client is your ideal peachy session, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very free with information. No matter if I know about it, then and you ask me it's and on. you'll know <laughs> it's yeah, on yeah yeah, you know, yeah, we're, yeah we're getting deep in the conversation you know um and i get it all the time artists message hey what do you use it for white or yeah you know how do you mix and i'll draw my mix for you and send it to you you yeah. know because i believe again I, I could tell you i could tell you i could tell you i could show you but just because i give you the recipe I'm just going to tell you how to do yeah. it. Doesn't mean you could do it like me. Hopefully Here you could do it better. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you could do it better. Um, but just because I give you the tools doesn't mean that that's how it's going to go. Yeah. But I'm willing to teach anybody that is open and wants to learn. Yep. Um, so I, I just try to, you know, just start tattooing. Yeah. 